hello everyone and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 2, Episode 17, Passion. 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 (laughs) Before we get started, Stosh, do you have any clarifications or corrections you'd like to make? Yes. Uh, So last time we were talking about uh, when... Angel or Angelus attacks Xander. Uh-huh. You said he was going to bite him, and then Drew shows up, and mm-hmm. I said he was not going to bite him. Yeah. And I went and rewatched that scene, and it's kind of ambiguous. Xander and Angelus are like kind of in the middle of a fight, mm. and it doesn't really get resolved. And Drew shows up and throws Angel or Angelus across the like lawn into the tree. Okay. So you could very easily think he was going to bite him, but that wasn't. It wasn't clear. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, that's the only one I have, though. Do you have any corrections? I do. In the last episode, I said we released our episode on 310 to honor the first day that we recorded. Um, that was false. We recorded for the first time on 312. In honor of the fact that it's been a whole year, I went back and re-listened to our very first episode, Welcome to the Hellmouth and the Harvest. And we even said on there that it was March 12th when we were doing the recording. But the reason I had March 10th in my head is because Buffy aired, the first, episode, the first two episodes aired on March 10th, 1997, um, both Welcome to the Hellmouth and The Harvest. And that's when you said Mario Day. And so March 10th stuck in my head because you said Mario Day. And so I thought that meant that we were recording on March 10th in my memory. And I was wrong. Wow. <laughs> Liar. So apologies, but uh, still, it was a special date and we wanted to celebrate it and we wanted (laughs) to uh, to celebrate it two days early, (laughs) (laughs) but that was the only clarification that I had. Introduce me now. I demand it. Hi, Deanie Beanie. Glad you're back. (laughs) Happy to be here. (laughs) Dean, do you have any clarifications or corrections from your last episode? No. Okay. You had Should two I? whole episodes worth of content. Are you sure you didn't want to correct any of that? I'm sure that I didn't listen to it recently enough to remember. Totally fair. <laughs> the way you're looking at me makes me feel like there's something on your mind, though. Oh, me? No, not at all. Both of you are like, really? Nothing? Oh. <laughs> I'm um, like, what did I say? Just, I was so fucked up. <laughs> maybe we're just being judgy for no reason. I was like, yeah. fuck, it was like a, like a month ago. You guys really remember shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> so with that, let's just jump into the summary. Stosh, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, it starts uh, with Angel narrating about his thoughts on passion. Yes, we've got the Angel passion, Angelus's passion monologue. Sorry, Angelus. It's Which- so hard. I know. I won't be upset if you call him Angel. I think if you can use them interchangeably at this point in the series, if people don't know what you're talking about, that's on them. Yeah, yeah fair. It's but not cause... like he's switching back and forth between his personalities. And even the characters on the show are calling him Angel. Yeah. Everyone except Spike. Yeah. Anyway, so, and he it shows him like following Buffy around just in different scenarios in life he's like stalking her while she's like dancing with her friends and like while they're walking home he's like eating a dead or he's like eating a girl and buffy just doesn't notice yeah (laughs) so yeah 
You remember in episode one when Giles <laughs> told Buffy that she needs to learn how to hone? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Would have come in real useful in a lot of points in this episode. This is why you listen to your betters. I mean, elders. Right? <laughs> Mentors. Mentors. Yeah, and then she's like looking out her window, but not super worried about it. And she just goes to sleep. And he's just a big old creep stalking her in her room. Uh, in that scene, he like sits on her bed and like goes to like touch her face with his hand. Mm-hmm. The lighting was real shitty, and I thought his hand was his face because it was zoomed in. <laughs> and like I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Being creepy. Yeah, I wrote down he's almost as creepy as Edward. Yeah, no, he's definitely on the same level as Edward in this. I wouldn't know. Edward watches Bella sleep. I believe you. Just it's like to, a big romantic arc in their story. To be romantic like, seems like the wrong word to use there. To she be clear for people who are listening that might be Twilight fans, obviously Angel's worse. Yeah, well, Angelus <laughs> is worse than Edward. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the intro. Yes, then we have the credits. Much faster than in phases. Yes. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm gonna ring that up again. It just scarred you for life. Well, it was just so long. It was weird. (laughs) And then Buffy wakes up and sees a drawing of herself on her bed. Apparently. What is that? Chalk art? Not chalk. Charcoal? Charcoal, I think. Yeah. Apparently, Angelus is real into charcoal art. We learned this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then it, it's them in the library after that, right? Yes. Buffy's filling everyone in. Um, real quick, though, while she's looking at that drawing of herself, her nails look fantastic. And I just want to throw that out there. They're like a dark red that's almost black. Really appreciated it. I don't know how I ever missed something like that. Yeah, I know. You're so good at looking at details. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then she's in the library and she's filling Giles in and Cordelia is very worried about her car. Yeah, the whole episode she is freaking out. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't even think the invitation rule applies to cars. (laughs) It doesn't matter for Cordelia to only care about Cordelia. That's true. I think that that's kind of the point though is like the car situation is so ambiguous. (laughs) It's it's a funny through line though. And then while they're in the library, they're interrupted with a Jonathan sighting. Yay. What was that, Jonathan? That was Jonathan. That's funny. In there to get some books. Yeah. Sanders like, oh, uh, you ever hear a knocking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> and Giles is like, this is a library. And Xander's like, when? since when? And I wanted to point out, like, Xander, you're the only one we've seen use the library besides Owen. Xander was in the library in the first episode. That's how we found out who Buffy was. I was going to save that for quotes, but it made me laugh very hard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a good reminder that it's a public library, though. <laughs> well, a school public library yeah. anyway. Just because like, I feel like everyone has forgotten at that point. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. the audience feels the same way the characters do at that point. Like, what the fuck? People are here? <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. And then they all just leave and Giles goes with them. <laughs> Dude, that was cracking me up. I can't even blame him, though. Like, right? I can deal with the psychopathic murderer. I can help you find your books on Stalin. You're already a nerd, Jonathan. Figure it out. I did appreciate before Jonathan walked in, 
when Xander was like, I told you not to trust him. And he said something like, see, let this be a lesson on who you let into your house. <laughs> you girls letting strange men into your bedrooms. Yeah. So I was like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> also, I think it's weird that Giles wants to find a spell for this. Because you said last episode that he had like good reason to be mad at Xander for using magic because he's used magic before. Yeah. But Giles is still choosing to use magic. Yeah. That's a good point. I It's interesting to watch Giles kind of like go back and forth on how like sometimes magic is okay. And sometimes yeah. it's not. And I wouldn't even have noticed it this time if you didn't point out last yeah. time that you were like, he has more reason than anyone else to be mad at Xander. I think but, that it's the kind of spell you're using, though. I feel like it would be hard to screw up a vampire revocation spell, whereas like a love spell is similar to the demon possession spell that Giles used to use. And it's like sketchy. I don't know. You saying intent matters when it comes to magic? Well, yes, as Amy did point out in the last episode, but also the kind of magic matters. Sure. Either way, it's interesting. But then Buffy's very worried about everything, and she's mostly worried about her mom in this scene. And she, As I was last episode. Yeah. I'm glad she finally yeah, caught up it's to... <laughs> actually very reasonable fear. And she contemplates telling her mom, and Giles is like, that would put her in more danger, which in my head I was like, would it though? Yeah, no. Most would make I her put herself in danger. Maybe. I think that she should know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think she should have already figured something out. <laughs> well, that too. Like, I don't just accept, you can't, you can not tell me things, but I still love you. Like, no, you'd figure it out. You're not just going to be like, oh, she's clearly having a terrible time in her life. Right. Yeah. Well, when we see later, she does pry and talk to her. She's yeah. like, I can tell something's up. Talk to me. Yeah. Right. But then... Giles basically tells Buffy to ignore him and maybe he'll go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and in case you were not sure that that's what he meant, he clarified. And then it switches to Miss Calendar's classroom where she asks Willow to cover for her tomorrow morning. And Willow is very anxious about it. Yeah, she's going to later spend five hours making a lesson plan for the next day. <laughs> yes. For the possible five minutes she might have to cover for Miss Calendar. Yeah. And then Buffy shows up and she's going to class again. But she needs Willow to show her how to get there. <laughs> I think that she was just trying to get her away from Jenny and Giles. I think she was too. But and Then Giles comes in. Yes, and he tells Miss Calendar basically that she needs to fix things with Buffy. Because he's mad at her. In solidarity with Buffy more than he's actually mad at her. Yes. And then Jenny tells him she loves him. I think she said in love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, different. <laughs> and then it's... How, wait, is, wait, no. How's that different? You don't think that's different? It's different in like you're using different words to convey the same message. I feel like I've always felt that in love implied a deeper connection than just saying I love you I think that there can be contextual clues and a big one here is the fact that they're dating or they were just dating yeah so for her to say I love you or I'm in love with you or whatever she said it all is gonna have the same 
contextual weight. Sure. That's fair. She does say she's in love with him. And then it switches to Buffy telling her mom about Angel. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I think she did it really well. If it wasn't for her mom being in mortal danger the whole time. Right. Like, I don't think Buffy really got the message across that she needed to while getting a different message that she has needed to get across for a while. Yeah. She really needed to let her mom know, like, hey, you could die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's super dangerous. Yeah. And uh, instead she was like, oh, don't worry about it. He's just being weird. (laughs) He's more dangerous than anyone else you can think of. But, but uh, also, you can't call the police because they won't be of help. Regardless, Buffy does this all while wearing a zebra print top <laughs> to just continuation with the animal print from last episode. I made a big deal about the leopard print, so I wanted to bring up the zebra stripes. It's just her fashion. Apparently. Let her be her. I'm still not a fan. So then Willow is on the phone with Buffy later. At which point I was like, she also should be freaked out because she has invited Angel in. I think she conveniently forgot that fact until until she, she found that envelope. With, until she was agreeing with Buffy or with Giles and telling Buffy he should, she should just rise above and ignore him. And uh, I am curious. This wasn't a pop quiz question, but did you notice that there were no fish in that tank? No, I will spend as much time as I can not looking at a fish tank. Oh, really? You know I hate fish, right? I did not know that. Oh. So this scene didn't bother you too much. No, I was glad those fish were dead. I <laughs> fucking hate fish. A lot. I totally agreed with Angel on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good move, man. But after that, Willow decides to go stay at Buffy's house. Willow stays at Buffy's house as if Buffy's house is significantly safer. But at least whatever. they're together. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think I'd feel better in that, that situation. That was for sure the thing to do. And, yeah. And if you just tell Joyce what's going on and then take her on patrol one night, because you're out fucking slaughtering vampires every night, you can't just prove to your mom, like, hey, the cops aren't going to be able to deal with the undead mom. And, and then maybe everyone can just stay with you and your mom can call you out of school. But then we switch to Drusilla trying to feed Spike a dog. <laughs> which was arguably the most upsetting thing about this episode i'm glad it didn't happen but also now we see how spike's been staying alive how she tries to give spike this dog she's like i named it sunshine (laughs) (laughs) what a fucking bitch (laughs) like that's like the most like overt like you think fuck you That's like walking up to someone with, with on crutches and just making fun of them for it. Like, I, yeah. know, I know you can't ever see the sunlight and also you're on crutches and I'm cucking you. And then Angel shows up to just help fan those flames of aggravation. And Drusilla's into it. I did write down Drusilla is a bitch. Also, like, I feel like Angelus kind of implied that him and Drew were just like openly sleeping together. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, like, are they? Is, I don't know. Is that happening? I think they are. I think that's so, my too. Cannon. I don't know, but I do think it's pretty messed up, and that's why I wrote down Drusilla is a bitch, because she has zero regard for Spike's feelings in this. She's just excited that two guys are into her. She's actively antagonizing him. It's, like, it's the most dysfunctional relationship. I know, and Spike's just fucking dealing with it. 
Yeah, yeah he's just gritting his teeth, doing his best there. Poor guy. That's <laughs> so like... rough. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I actually feel bad for him. That sounds fucking terrible. So then Drew, like, has a heart attack because an old enemy is looking for help to destroy their happy little home. Which arguably, Spike's not happy. <laughs> I say arguably a lot, but Spike's not happy. It's not a happy home from Spike's perspective. But from Drew's it is. She's it's having close. a great time. She's having a great She's time. She's the center of attention. And then it switches to Miss Calendar walking into a magic shop. It switches to an old enemy looking for help. <laughs> I guess. How old of an enemy is she, though, really? Well, she's of a bloodline of the, one of their oldest enemies. I guess. Yeah. But she uh, goes into the magic shop, and that's when we find out that the translation to the ritual was lost. It wasn't that the magic necessarily was lost, but that they couldn't translate it. I guess. I still don't buy this yeah. for, for a fucking heartbeat. There's, there's virtually no languages that are just undecipherable. I mean, they're, they're, they're out there, but you're not talking about like a 1500, 4,000-year-old language. You're talking about something that like 150 years ago was extant. Yeah. Presumably people in you don't Eastern, know, Eastern Europe are still speaking you're going, that language. Yeah. Right. And they're speaking similar languages than the, to the ones that they've been speaking for the last thousand years that we have records of. Yeah. So I just... I. Unless it's in code, but he didn't say that. So no, I'm, I'm on your team with this one. I just it makes no sense to me, and and I and it bugs me because I feel like you could you could spend five minutes thinking up a better a better excuse. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I do appreciate the half-hearted attempt to try and like really. The more you <laughs> you appreciate the, the half-hearted the, attempt, the more <laughs> fucked up like like throwaway excuses that they give me like I can I can forget about it and roll with the story and be fine but the more you try to cover up your fuck up with more fuck ups <laughs> I just I I'm going to rant a little bit and I really enjoy that part of my life so. that's fine <laughs> yeah totally fair but that's when we find out Jenny's working on a program to try and detranslate it and or try and retranslate it and which I did think was cool yeah, yeah that is cool and she wants to bring back Angel's soul. Bum, bum, bum. Also, I liked the guy that ran this shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before he he seemed cool. Yeah. yeah. I liked his little charade he put on before. Yeah. He didn't get a name, and I was a little sad about it. But. Bilbo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, He'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take whatever I put on him. Yeah. Uh, but then we're at school, and... Willow's all amped to run the class, but Miss Calendar's actually there. So Willow's a little disappointed, but this prompts Buffy to go over and talk to Miss Calendar. And I like that. Be a it's, total bitch to her. I like that it was a struggle for her, but at the end of the day, she tells her Giles misses her and she doesn't want Giles to be alone and more or less gives them. Her blessing. I was pretty proud of Buffy in that No, scene. I was too. Yeah. She just also said some mean things. <laughs> she did. But also kind of like badass mean things to say. So yeah. Like, yeah I, I don't... And mean, I'm, not, I'm not upset with Buffy for saying those it's things. It's not like she was going out of her way to be mean. She was just saying what she felt. Yeah. And I, and, and I don't think she was putting any extra inflection on it or trying to make Miss Calendar feel bad. So No, I think she just couldn't... 
Like in the situation, she was trying to really do Miss Calendar a favor, but like couldn't really get over yeah. the grudge she holds at the same time. And that's totally, totally reasonable. Yeah. But so then Giles has found a revocation spell and they go about uninviting Angel from everyone's homes and we get confirmation that Willow is definitely Jewish. We did? Yeah. Because she had to hide the cross and she was like, my dad can't know this is here. How do you know he's Jewish? Why can't he just be like an atheist or something? Well, we've been making a, like we've been trying to speculate about the fact that Willow is Jewish, and I felt like that was Willow Rosenberg. Thank you. I didn't remember, but I remember it being a Jewish. Ida Rosenberg's only daughter having a a crucifix in her room. Yeah, I suppose there's there's some Jewish surnames there. I think I completely missed this part of this, where she's hiding the cross behind the curtain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Cordelia, this is in my quotes, but Cordelia's like, Willow, there's no fish in your aquarium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I saw that. I, I just missed the first part of that scene, I guess. Okay. Because then Cordelia was like, I traded, I had to convince my grandma to trade cars. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I guess you just don't care if your grandma dies. That's cool. She's lived a long life. Cordelia just did the math. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angelus has nothing against Cordelia's grandma, so she was probably safe. But then there's a picture of Buffy's mom drawn sitting in Willow's bed. Yep. And then my next qu- my next note is Angelus is a dick. Because <laughs> that's when he sees her mom and tells her that he and Buffy boned. I didn't know how to express my thoughts there. So I just wrote fucking Angel talking to Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on Angel telling Buffy's mom that they had sex? It was weird. It was a weird scene. Like, it felt, like, malicious, but in, like, a weak way. <laughs> I think he... I mean, he was 100% playing the part of he was. being, like, a weak, stalkerish ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how he knew to play that part with Joyce. He probably just guessed. Yeah. Or literally sat outside the window and watched them have that talk. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that's, that's actually probably... Pretty likely. Because the whole point was for him to be able to drop that truth bomb on Joyce and basically cause Buffy emotional turmoil of having to have that conversation with her mother. It's that kind of scene that really drives home when Willow's like, he still only thinks about you. It's like down to the point of like trying to to like, like in my head he's just like under a tree somewhere like how do I say this to her? <laughs> how do I how do I best make, make Joyce think her daughter's a her. slut? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I remembered what I was worried we missed was Giles getting that book from Jenny. And we definitely glossed over it, but we oh, did we talk did. about that scene. But yeah. Because you said they were putting the spell on Willow's room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wait a minute. Did we already get the book? No. Uh, we. D- I, didn't, I guess I didn't write that part down, but Giles did tell Jenny what was going on. And Jenny was like, Here's a book. Here's a book that might help. That will definitely help. Is that during the <laughs> It'll I fix love your you exact scene problem. Or? Yeah. What? Is that during the I love you? Or yeah. The, yeah, that's yeah. when Jenny told Giles she was in yeah. love with him. Yeah. All right, so then it cuts to Jenny working on uh, her program to make the spell happen. Yes. Or, no, no, wait. Before that, I think uh, Drew goes to the magic shop. Yes. Yeah. And he doesn't even try to put on the facade for her that he did for Jenny. 
Because he doesn't try that voice again. Drew walks in and he's like, we're closed. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think he only puts it on when he's trying to make a sale, though. Right. So that makes sense. I just thought it was funny that. But then he's immediately freaked out. So I guess that means he can like sense vampires or something. I think he knew who Drew was. Maybe. That could be the case. Like, I think he was just in the know. Yeah. Drusilla still has the dog. So Spike hasn't eaten. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. He's like, all tuckered out. Like, <laughs> just like the audacity. She didn't bring him a, a like girl or like a human or even like. Some leftover human blood. No, she brings him a flipping dog. I didn't even realize when she was trying to give him the dog that it was for food. In my head, it was just like, here's a puppy to cheer you up. His name is Sunshine. That's hilarious. No, he, yeah, she was like, you need to eat she, something. In my head, she's just there like, it's even worse knowing that. But yeah. it's like, yeah. like, she's just there like, oh, big boys, I'll tuck her down. Here's a dog. <laughs> yeah, because when she handed it to him, she said, open up. Yeah. And then he said, I don't need you to spoon feed me like an infant. <laughs> and that's when uh, Angela shows up and is like, why? She already does everything else. Yeah. yeah. Include bathe you. Yeah. <laughs> Change your diaper or something. Something but. rude. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any notes for that scene, but Drusilla does show up there and eat that guy. Well, presumably, I guess. And then it switches to... Angel. Well, I guess it's uh, Jenny... Making her program and, and Giles, Giles comes in. Yes, and they make plans to meet up later. I yeah. hated that. They, well, I didn't hate it like the like the Romanian liturgy, liturgy thing. But what did you hate about it? It's just another. It's like a classic miscommunication error. Like she didn't want to tell him until it was done. You didn't want to get your hopes up, but it's like the stakes are too high for this. Every yeah. time one of you walks outside, you could easily be murdered. Like yeah. you should be on high alert and sharing as much information as possible. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. That was Jenny's big mistake. I guess that's fair, but I don't think it's bad writing because I feel like in that situation, I might have done the same thing. It's not bad writing. It's just. Jenny it's made a mistake. cliche yeah. writing. Sure. Because it's because there's communication errors are so often the issue that people I myself, I know Jesse's tired of it. It's I mean, not like it doesn't happen in real life and stuff. It's just like Yeah, I guess like I get it. Like people I guess don't it talk didn't to occur other. to me that this was gonna lead to a communication error at the time. I thought in my head Stosh is going to immediately know what's coming in this episode because she didn't tell anyone. Interesting. I didn't actually. I've seen it, you pick it, up on that type of thing. In yeah, the past, no, for sure. and, like I definitely could have. I've it, now maybe I feel stupid for not picking up on no, it. No, I didn't pick up on it. Either. I, I didn't pick up on it the first time through. I just yeah. was thinking. I think I was thinking of different shit, obviously. And I was too, but that makes sense. Anyway, so Giles leaves. Angel shows up and chases Jenny around after smashing her computer. Yes, Angelus does show up and kills Jenny immediately after she solves the translation issue. And then Giles shows up at Buffy's to get the book. When he's chasing Jenny through the school, she, A, busts open a door that then immediately relocks. I also And I'm not sure how that works. Also, the doors in a school lock from the inside. Like, please let me burn my students to death. Also, also, 
he runs face first into a mop bucket that she puts in front of him like three seconds prior. I think he did that on purpose to give her hope. I, I looked stupid. I thought of that too. And I just, I keep going back and forth on that. Cause it's, I just, I, I definitely think that's true. He could have like, just kept walking. Yeah, but he, because then he immediately used super speed to beat her yeah. up the stairs. And that's why I, I, so I agree it, that that's in favor of that argument. And I still, I still am like, I just don't know that he. Yeah. Like, well, and like, even if that like, is the case, did Jenny really think she got him? Like, no. Well, and. But it, and if that's what you were, the vibe you were trying to go for, I would have liked to see something like when the door closes again he's like oh no this door i think he i think he was i think he just didn't over overact it yeah i think he could have busted but the way faster. that angelus overacts everything else maybe but because like once again he has super speed we know yeah. that and he like if he wanted to not be enjoying the chase he would have gotten through that door before it even closed again well and he did specifically say at the beginning of yeah. that chase that he wanted to work up an appetite i know that yeah and so. then didn't even eat her. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How do you know that? He snapped her neck. He could have eat her. He could have eaten her afterwards, but he didn't bite her. He snapped her neck instead of yeah feeding off her. Well, I, I figured we saw her body later. Yeah, and and I, didn't, any, it didn't I don't think like it, it had any bite marks. But, but I don't think it gave us like a close up of her neck to prove it. Yeah. But. I just assumed that he drank because he said he was going to work up an appetite. Yeah, but. I mean, he might have. I think one of the things that makes Angelus so evil is that he doesn't only kill to feed. Like, he just snaps necks and leaves the bodies behind. It's more just the fact that he specifically said that this time for yeah. no one but himself. Yeah. So, I don't know. But he kills her. And after that traumatizing scene, Giles shows up at Buffy's house, still happy-go-lucky, giddy to really drive in that he thinks he's got a date later and uh yeah it feels bad (laughs) he gets the book from willow so that he can go and do his apartment which is the only way we know that angelus has access to his apartment because i don't think we've ever seen him there but it does make sense that they've like met up there before because giles and angel have talked before and that's when (laughs) willow Tells Giles Buffy's getting a talking yeah. to. <laughs> Which was just kind of fun. It's one of my favorite Willow moments. Yeah. When Giles is like, should I go up there and put in a word for her? And she's like, like sure. sure. Like, what would, what you, would say? you say? And then she yeah. just opens the door. And she's just looking at him like, like without blinking. Like, <laughs> come on, get out of here. Yeah. And then, and then it switches to Buffy and her mom having the talk, which I felt like was a pretty tame version of the talk, personally. But I wrote Joyce is a good mom and she's around. It's even like I I thought about one time you were like, I heard your voice in my head. I don't want to be here for this talking. Yeah. And even I was like, no, this one is good. This needs to happen for sure. <laughs> like, this yeah. is- and then it switches. And I, I just wrote real quick about that scene because we immediately switched to Giles getting home and there's roses, there's music, there's champagne, there's a note and there's Jenny murdered in his bed. <laughs> that actor did such a good job. Anthony Stewart. Had, yeah, I think yeah. he did a really good job. He did. I did put a little note. Maybe this is why romantic settings kind of stress me out. <laughs> Maybe. 
like the roses and the candles and stuff. Not, I'm not really into that, and this, this could be why. So he finds her body, and then it kind of flashes forward to the police being there. A cop walks up to him and says, you need to come with us. We just need to ask you some questions. I was like, you can ask those questions here. Yeah. In fact, I've I been don't. in that situation where the police ask those questions in the living room instead of... After make, a murder? It, well, it was a death. Were you there? Yes. When it happened? Yeah, she OD'd. Oof. But all of us, the, he just set, took each of us aside in the in the living room to the other side to ask us questions and write it down. So, but none of you were suspects. Like Giles, for sure, would be a suspect. I guess, but you can still ask him those questions in his living room instead of at a police department. That doesn't, I don't think that makes a difference. You're, yeah, well, and then most... I don't agree at all. If you have a murder suspect and you have probable cause to detain them You'd ask for them a few hours, but they didn't detain him. They literally took him there, asked him questions, and let him leave. Um, and they had several police officers there. So if he answered the questions in a way where they'd think they'd need to detain him, they would be able to. I agree with you. And I do think in most cop shows now, they just ask the questions there. I think you could, if you wanted to stretch it, say that in Sunnydale, they prefer to ask the questions in the police station just because there's so many murders that they have to deal with that, like... It's just easier for the police officers to have people meet them at the station to fill out the questions, but I don't know. I think it's an obvious murder. I'm not sure I, that it is, honestly. It it's could, a snapped neck. I, 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 well, it's a snapped like neck and it's all set up. Neck. No, but she was laying in his bed. How That's would she have snapped her neck doing that? No, I agree that it's an obvious murder. I just don't think that they need Giles to change locations to just ask questions. I, I think while you're getting, while you're establishing what you think happened, it's, it makes sense to keep control of the moving pieces of the puzzle. Like if you you're, don't want this person to skip town, if he might have just killed this, this woman. I don't see how he's going to skip town from his house with the police still there. If that's the issue you think is going to arise, I'm just saying that it that it removes the the chance, the like any like opportunity for something to go wrong for you to lose control of the situation. Maybe I don't agree, but we can move on. <laughs> okay. But then Giles calls Buffy's house, and you get to see from the outside looking in, Buffy be told. Willow be told Buffy's mom coming in and comforting Willow and just Angelus enjoying the shit out of it. She's having a great day out there. Oh, so messed up. And I'm laughing because like it's so evil. Like it's not it's not funny. Laughter, it's like holy crap, incredulous laughter. Sure. The bummer of a scene. Yeah. And then Cordelia and Xander show up and they go, they take Buffy and Willow to Giles's house where they figure out exactly how it happened. They, Is that where you see them all in the same car? Yeah. I wrote, it's more garlic than car now. Because <laughs> there's like 
eight, nine strands of garlic just visible in the <laughs> car. Cordelia's. Were there really? Yeah, yeah. just just I'd... everywhere, hanging. There's like three on the dash. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I didn't until he pointed it out, but it was very funny. But yeah, they they head to Giles's house and they realize that Giles took all of his weapons and he's on his way to go hunt Angel. Buffy's like, that's fine, except he's going to go get himself killed. Yeah, Xander's all about it. And he's just yeah. like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but. Kill, pussycat, kill. Faster, pussycat, yeah. kill, kill. Yeah, bas- yeah. Oh, because he was just like, yeah, I never liked Angelus from the start. Yeah. I told and you we should have done this sooner. And he was right. Yeah, I wrote, Xander's speaking facts. Yep. Interesting. Also, wrote, so is Buffy. <laughs> I wrote, Dean is on the Xander train. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Deanie Beanie's Buffy is also train. right, though. You know, you can't just let him go and get himself murdered. Right. But but then it switches to Angelus and Spike having an argument again. Um, but it's pretty quickly interrupted with fire and Giles attacking. When they're arguing, because Spike was like, all this is going to do is lead to one pissed off Slayer. Mm-hmm. I wrote, come on, Spike, you know how Angel works. Like, I know. <laughs> You know that's not his thing to just kill her and get it over with. Though it's been like 150 years. I feel like I'd be curious how, or 100 years, I don't remember how long Angel, Angelus, I don't remember exactly, but I'd be curious how long Spike and Angel and Drusilla and Darla because I don't remember. Do we like, know Darla was with them at that same time? I, we don't. And that's okay. the thing is, it's like Darla said she and Angelus were together for several generations. And then we know... That could be like 80 years, though. Yeah. And we know that Angel turned Drusilla. But we don't know how. And Spike called him his Yoda. But we don't know, like, how long they all hung out. You know I mean, what I mean? There has to be some overlap there. Yeah. You know, but we don't have like a clear cut timeline yet. And so. I just in my head, I always picture it like Angel hung out with Darla for a while, got bored with her and left and went and tortured Drew for a while. I don't know when. Yeah. In my head, I factor Spike into that. I feel like the dynamic they have right now is one they have had before, too. It's possible. I think Angel's the same person as before, so it's reasonable for for him to not be surprised and I don't think you would forget right yeah but I don't know maybe Spike thought he's grown as a person since then and he could handle Angelus boss him around a bit but no he knows that ain't true come on (laughs) anyway Giles has the most badass fucking entrance yeah I've seen in this show we get another glimpse at Ripper yeah (laughs) we're gonna have to disagree on that one also really you didn't like it I like the fire and the crossbow bolt, though they should have been in opposite order. But I don't think I I didn't think that was a believable way for Giles to attack. No. Despite what happened, because he had hours to plan. I don't think Giles is gonna get in close because he knows he's gonna lose. He's gonna do what it takes to kill. He's not gonna uh, take these chances until he knows he's won. I don't know if I agree just because of the pure emotional state he's in. Yeah, I think I, that he's I think very he unstable. was more looking yeah, to get I his don't. anger out in in the physical act of hitting Angelus than he is in actually getting the kill. Yeah. Like I think he I went in there ready to just die. 
No. I know that he's ready to die, but that that's that's you have to have that to to get up and go there in the first place. But you don't have to just throw away any chance you have at winning. Hmm. That's fair. He had one shot with the crossbow bolt to win. One. And he only brought one thing. But he brought all his weapons. Yeah. But he used a torch. I just didn't believe... It wasn't believable to me for Giles. I think it would have been more exciting to see like a fucking some kind of plan it can be a hasty plan but i think all of his options would be real like this can kill you options i think he'd be out for vengeance and not for i want to make my body feel good by exercising it with this torch i get that and i i and i i i feel like i'd be the same way when i get fucking like out of control angry if you're in the room with me, the moment it happens, maybe I'll do that. But if you give me an hour to plan, I'll wait outside your house. Or at least that's the logic I, my brain is using when I'm in the midst of rage, you know? Sure. I also wonder if Giles didn't want to wait, though, because he didn't want Buffy to come and stop him. Yeah, no, I, I that's my brain thinking about a person in, in my situation. But, yeah. like, I'm just saying, like, the mode is his his very first mode of attack after like the first shock is to charge in melee. That's true. That's a good point. I don't believe. And then you pick the most improvised weapon you could when I (laughs) sure you have like all kinds of forged weapons. Well, yeah, especially because Xander was like, these are his good weapons. He brought them all. They made a point of that. We did not see them all. We saw a Molotov cocktail and a crossbow. And, and that's a bat. It. Yeah. Was it a bat? Mm-hmm. Just so. with like a rag on it or something? I couldn't quite tell. I, uh, I didn't see anything on it. I had assumed he just put some gas on the tip because he knew that's what he was going to do. Because it did catch immediately, which a yeah. bat wouldn't do. So he had to do something. But it looked like a regular baseball bat to me. I didn't look close enough. I just yeah. registered it as Big Torch. And, when you know. Yeah. No, I think it was a flaming baseball bat. You're Either way, right. even if it was out of character, I think it was a very It cool was fight. super badass. Yeah. And that's really what I was trying to say there either way. Yeah. That it was badass. But then Buffy swoops in and saves him. In what is also probably one of my favorite fight scenes I've seen in this show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like I talk about how like usually I zone out during like action scenes and stuff. But this one, like the choreography really captured my attention. I thought it was actually really cool. Good. And then when after Buffy gets Giles out of the burning factory, she yells at him. And he yells at her. Yes. Well, he yells at her first, I think. And then like, they have a really emotional scene. Doesn't she slap him? She mm-hmm. does. Does, does she bit. slap him or does she punch him? I thought it was a punch. Either way, he went fucking flying. Yeah. Oh, it's a slayer. Yeah. It's serious. Either way. And then it switches to basically like the next day. And I know a couple other things happen, but the next thing I have is Willow taking over Miss Calendar's class. <laughs> you know how students do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very normal situation. <laughs> and uh, the floppy disk, the ominous floppy disk falling between the desk and the filing cabinet. I was in the middle of writing, Willow's about to find find out the plan or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't even get halfway through writing that, and I saw it fall, and I just crossed that out and wrote, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
And, uh, oh, it, it's Giles and Buffy talking outside, or at Jenny's grave, and Buffy saying, I'm sorry, I couldn't kill him for you before he killed Jenny. And notably, Giles not forgiving her. And Buffy saying, I'm finally ready to take him on. You know? I like that quote. It's, I wrote it down. It's, I'm sorry, I couldn't kill him for you, for her, when I had the chance. With like the dramatic pauses, mm-hmm. it was really good. It was well delivered. But yeah, and that is the uh, summary. Sure is. Are we ready for the pop quiz now? <laughs> yeah, it was question number one. So I have five questions to today to make up for my lack of questions last episode. Yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have this one be the first one because I want to talk about it because you guys both made it very clear you did not think so. Is Xander a dick? For. Saying, I told you we should have killed him sooner. Yeah. When one of their friends was just murdered by the guy who they should have killed sooner. I mean, he kind of was, but not in a way that was out of line. It's super understandable. Yeah, like, I I think he was being a dick, but, like, in, like, heated situations where anyone could have been, like, I wasn't mad at him for it. And I think he was saying rational things. Like, if you want him to be any fucking nicer than that, you want him to be a perfect person. And he's also been notably passionate before in situations like this. Like, when Buffy was missing uh, after the night she slept with Angel, and he, like, Xander started freaking out and was like, like, we gotta go go find find her. Yeah. I just, I felt like he was a little insensitive to the, like, to Buffy there. But I don't disagree with you guys. I just... It's like saying, should Giles have forgiven her at the end of the episode? True. I mean, yeah, it's, I just, it, it was a very complicated scene in my mind. So that's why I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. So you think he was being a dick? I, yes and no. I think he was being sensitive to Buffy because I, I'm not a huge fan of the whole I told you so concept of a conversation in general just because like usually the person you're saying I told you so to is already down and you're just kicking them while they're down but at the same time like I understand that people deal with their grief in their own way I don't agree I think I think so long as you're not sitting there going like over and over again and not letting it not moving on and like continuing to do other shit what he did one time being like, this is what I was talking about. This is why. Yeah. He There's no, like, that's not insensitive. It would be, be wrong to ask him to just table that entirely and not address that with Buffy and tell him, like, how could he not be pissed at her and not have I told you so feelings? And then to have him just not be allowed to express that, not even once. That's a good point. I agree 100%. Yeah. Okay, solid. <laughs> uh, my second question, we also kind of already answered, but did Jenny's death surprise you? That it was this episode, yes. I didn't see it coming. I was very sad. So I thought she was going to die, and it's solely because a few episodes ago, I said something about Jenny's actress, and every other time I've said, yeah, that actor, that actress, whatever, you've gone, yeah, and given me the name. Yeah. And you just kind of went, uh. 
Yeah, and I, don't I was know like, her name. and I was like, oh, she's not a very big part of this show. If you don't know the actress's name, she's not going to be around much longer. Oh man, I should have looked it up. Curse your logic. Yeah, I will and it's tell like, you. You totally. I don't think it's your fault as much as I just read too much into it. But immediately, I was like, oh, she's going to die. <laughs> well, I will tell you that um, you almost had that spoiled for you anyway, because of the Cerebro, Cerebro podcast. podcast. So Which, can I go listen to that now? You can go listen to that now. Because it was really funny because they, they talk about Jenny hiding the curse. Then they talk about her dying. And then they talk about how like they're like, sorry for anyone who like, doesn't want spoilers, but the show's 20 years old. So, <laughs> And I was just like, I'm really glad you didn't listen to this. Yeah, that would have been a bummer. <laughs> It's a big spoiler. Yeah, it definitely is. But yes, I, I was surprised though. I especially like, I don't know, like it felt like one of those situations where I was like, I don't know how she'll get out of it, but she will. And then she yeah. didn't. I was like, oh shit. Uh, Dean, I don't know if you remember the first time you watched this episode, were you surprised by her death? I think I was. I think the, this, the suddenness of the neck snap and stuff, like usually when there's a prolonged chase in Buffy, the good guys don't die at the end. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, and then and for I it to that, not just roll credits afterwards, you know, yeah. is, is kind of took me off guard a little bit. But Buffy's good at fucking with the, like the cadence of things to, to emphasize yeah. the things they want to emphasize. That's true. I think that's why they didn't have Angel overact. What I personally think is him like, purposefully you know falling behind i can't in the make chase. up my mind on that um because like i think like if they wanted us to know he was going to catch up and kill her then he would have been all like when he got to the door he would have been like oh no how am i gonna get past this and then break it down and like I do suppose. like a huge crap fall when the mop hits him but, but if you don't but they wanted the audience to also think she was getting away yeah you can exactly. either want her want us to think that she's going to get away or want us to realize that Angel's toying with her. I don't know that you can... Have both. Expect us to get that. I yeah. guess, but if, also that's what going, I got out of if it. If you're so. going to try to be very subtle, then then I think you can be very subtle better. Sure. But, yeah. again, I can't make up my mind on that. I can't tell if I'm just trying to to read into it and make it make sense mm -hmm. or if that was an intentional thing they did. Yeah. That's fair. If it, if it helps you decide one way or the other, I don't feel like I'm reaching for the, for what makes me think it makes sense. No, I, I had the exact same thoughts. I just, I'm second guessing them. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. What about you? Do you remember if you remembered? Or if, um, you, if you, you were like, she wasn't an angel, so she must die. <laughs> well, like I said with Jesse in in season one, episode one, like I didn't see her I, because I watched the show out of order. Like she's not in future seasons. So I was like, she doesn't last. So I and I think I watched this episode sooner than the other episodes with her in them. That's a bummer. Yeah. So. It's just like with Oz being a werewolf, I was like, oh, he's not always a werewolf. Like, I, it's, it's the hazard of watching a show out of order, unfortunately. So I didn't have like, I never had strong feelings for Jenny. It was a different time. Yeah. 
What's the next question? So the next question is, is Angelus now irredeemable? Is Angel now irredeemable? No more than he was before. Yeah, I mean... He's been, he's he's been had, a killer the whole time. Yeah, that's, he's had numerous, like, manslaughters and... Uh, that's not... I meant massacres under his belt. And if he was redeemable before, he's still got to be, like... And if he w- and if he's not now, then he wasn't ever. Yeah. But can you personally still like the character? Do you still like the characters? I mean, I always like evil characters. Yeah. That's not true. I don't always like evil characters. There are definitely evil characters that fucking suck. But I don't think I'll have any different feelings than I would have any uh, either way. Like if he does get his soul back or whatever. I was confident you'd feel that way because when I was here last time, we discussed whether or not Angel was a different person than Angelus. And you said Mm -hmm. yes. So that's true. And I did, I, the reason I'm bringing this up and I'm asking so much is because there was one instance in particular, but I've heard a couple of times that Jenny's death ruined Angel for a lot of fans. Like they couldn't get past it. That's interesting. I, I can see it. I don't agree with it, but like, cause I think like it's, it, it's like when you see the character kill someone, you know, versus you just know they've killed before it, right. it's different. So I understand that mentality, at least. I yeah. could see if, like, like the Buffy crew couldn't forgive him, you yeah. know? But they're in the world. It's their friend. Right. As a third party, it's like, yeah, I feel like you can be a little bit more objective. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, you don't care, because this was like your introduction to Jenny or whatever. I loved Angel before I met Jenny, so I didn't have a problem with it. And that's where I was like struggling because in my head I was like, well, am I just giving him a pass because like I obviously care about his character more than I care about Jenny's because I've heard, and again, I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard that they were originally going to kill off Oz. They were going to have Angelus kill Oz, but then they swapped it for Jenny in this episode. And I'm trying to decide if I would have a different reaction to if it was Oz because I love Oz so much as a character but I really liked Jenny too well so it'd be different though because then you would only have everything you've already everything I've already seen of Oz true and nothing else that comes after but everything we've seen of Oz so far has been pretty great whereas like Miss Calendar always fell a little flat for me I think but I guess we'll never know if that's because you know she's gonna die or not. Yeah, that's I always true care too. about Oz more than Miss Calendar. I th- I can't. I don't know if I can quite put my finger on why, but I feel like she's less. I don't re- like relatable. Maybe well, she was. She was very in the background. I feel like because yeah, she was a love interest for Giles, and then they gave her a little bit more depth with the curse scenario, and then they. Like, she just existed to hurt Giles, really. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Hot take. I wish she killed both. Ooh. Not because I don't I want Oz to die or nothing. But I just really, like... I want the costs to be very high. Yeah. Because then when the climax comes and and hopefully the good guys succeed in the stories generally mm-hmm. then you know that that cost makes the victory feel more uh substantial hmm. i agree and, with that and actually. if if you take a character that 
like maybe half your audience is like me and they just I just don't care about Jenny very much, then I think you'll hit a wider a wider group with those feelings that way. That said, Giles and, and the rest of the crew acted their grief so well that I felt emotions during the scenes where they reacted to the death way more than I like I didn't I did not care at all when when her neck got snapped. This and every the- time I see Giles react and talk to the police and stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, this was the first episode of this watch through where I actually shed tears. Like for all the what I just said about Jenny falling flat for me, I cried watching this episode. Have you made it clear to your fan base how often you cry? I mean, I do cry a lot, but this is the first like really emotional scene for this podcast that I've had. I'm not I I just am wondering if they have context cuz if you haven't cried yet, like I don't know. Like it's abnormal for you to watch two seasons of a show and not cry. It is. Cry. That's true. Okay, and it yes. doesn't matter what show it is. <laughs> like I pretty much I cry, I cry at everything. Yeah. If if the movie doesn't make me cry, I didn't enjoy it. Jess has the supreme empathy, everyone. <laughs> so if if a character is sad, she's very likely sad. I don't know. I don't know if this is important to the podcast, but it's just like, I think I went off. I think it was like an unnecessary tangent. It just, I think I was surprised you didn't cry. I was like, this is, it's just weird to me that that's. Yeah. Well, that's why I was saying it's like, it's weird that this is the first time, but because I'm watching this show with so much, like such an analytical lens, this, like this watch through, cause I'm not watching Buffy outside of watching it for the podcast. It's making it very difficult because Buffy's my usual go-to for just like randomly binge watching and I'm not doing that right now. It's very hard and I've signed up for it for the next seven years, but it's, it's very interesting, but it also really goes to show like how well they did it in this episode to make me cry through just like watching it. And I did, I like wrote a quick note on a lot of these scenes and then just sat back and watched it because this episode hurt me in a lot of ways and I loved it. Not like I loved that I got hurt, but I just loved the story perspective of this episode. Like all of the plot points, all of the things like there's a reason that I think season two is peak Buffy and it's because of episodes like this. What's question four? Uh, Yes. Question number four is a two parter. It's personal. So Feel free to be as vague as you'd like. But uh, did you tell your parents when you had sex for the first time? (laughs) And do you expect your kids to be open with you about it when they have sex for the first time? My mom told me that if I'm going to have sex, I should wear a condom. Four years after I'd been having unprotected sex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You fucking Chad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was only three. I was, it was, it was like, uh, maybe my it mom, wasn't four years. My mom found a box of condoms in my car when I let her drive it somewhere <laughs> once. And she came back and was like, guess what I found in your car? <laughs> was was like, she like, you should what? leave those in your car because if they overheat, they'll, they'll be more likely to rip? I don't think she said that. <laughs> uh, no, the she more was you just know. like, well, I guess you're having sex. And I was like. I guess. I'm trying to, at least. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and she was like, well, all right. I guess it's happening. But now I know. You already got the condoms. What's she going to do? Right. <laughs> I, was, I 
that's pretty much most of what I remember about the that. I don't think I've ever really talked to my dad about it. I haven't talked to my dad about it either. I I mean like. <laughs> I mean I yeah. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of a time I've like talked to my dad about dad about my sex life. I think my dad probably knows now. I think my dad probably knows too. No, my since I'm married. I think my. I mean, my dad knew I was having sex when I was, and like when I was like 16 or whatever. But I just don't think we talked about it. Yeah, my therapist made me tell my mom. What? Yeah, she made me call my mom. Like on your 30th birthday? No, she no no not my current therapist when I was a teenager. I was so confused. I was like, what the fuck? I was in the same age. I was like, that's wild. No, like you've been married for a couple years now. You should really tell your mom. You're in your late 20s, and she's like, listen, you gotta tell your mom that you're doing the dirty. Anyways, it was my therapist at the time. Made me tell my mom. She like called my mom into our session and made me tell her. It was very traumatizing. I was also way too young to be having sex, to be fair. But like, it was very similar to Buffy's experience. And like, when her mom is like, You had sex with a boy you didn't even see fit to tell me you were dating, I was like, That hits a little too close to home. Yeah, that makes sense. So, it also was a little uncomfortable because. Like, not even a whole month later is when my sister told my mom she was pregnant. <laughs> so, Zing. Um, like, it was very, it was a very awkward time in, in the household for I us. Also, I think it's different for guys than it is girls, I think too. so, too. But I, I, just, think, I think it's a bigger talk for girls. Yeah. yeah. Which is a little bit of a bummer. I feel like it shouldn't be, you know? True. Well, like we've talked about before, women tend to feel more vulnerable True. with that type of thing. And I think they need a more of a talk about it. Meanwhile, like, I think a lot of dads are just like, hell yeah, I get it, son. Like, you know I, what I mean? I think it's more important that women get that talk. However, I think men should get the same talk. I think they should. At the same time. I, I just don't know that they do is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and then the last one. What's the most '90s thing you noticed? Uh, she put her data on a floppy disk. <laughs> yes, floppy disk. Um, also that old ass printer the paper. Printer paper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With the little size that you had to tear off. Yep. yep. Oh yes, that filled me with so much joy. Uh, for kids that don't know, a floppy disk is like a 3D printed version of the save symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hated how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you to death. <laughs> at work, at work, uh, Sam was doing a training one time with some interns, and this was a couple years ago. And she was like, "Yeah, and to save, you're just gonna click on the floppy disk." And they were like, "What's a floppy disk?" And I was like, "They're not old enough to work here. I'm sorry." <laughs> And I realized my coworker wasn't alive during 9-11. I was like, fuck, oh, I'm no. getting old. <laughs> <laughs> he was born like a month later. Dean, did you have a 90s thing? Um, nope. You can just take mine there. They kids were two in kids are using the library instead of <laughs> Instead of Google, just Googling shit on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fair answer, too, actually. Uh, mine's actually a quote when Jenny goes to the magic shop uh, and tells him she's working on a program. He's like, I don't like computers. They give me the willies. 
And I was like, nobody has a problem with computers anymore. Did yeah, I actually Willies? thought about including he that in my interview. Why didn't he say Wiggins? Because he's not a cool teenager in 1998. Lame. Also, uh, um, I didn't bring it up during the summer because it goes along with my 90s thing. Mm-hmm. I, one of my notes just says, ha, Angel doesn't know about floppy disks. Because when he attacked Jenny, yeah. he was like, stupid technology hasn't even progressed. And he smashed her computer monitor, not even yeah. the tower, <laughs> and went, there goes your data. Like, <laughs> 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 Idiot. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't know that that's what he said, but. It's basically what he said, though. <laughs> I was, I was just like stupid old man doesn't understand technology. <laughs> Get out of here, boomer! Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck yeah! He's so much older than a boomer. He really <laughs> yes, is. Yes, he so. is. That's true. My boyfriend had a bicentennial. I don't even know what that generation was called. I didn't even know she had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote from a different Buffy episode. All right, so if uh, if you don't have anything more to say on 90s things, you want to move on to character development? Yeah, let's do that. All right, the characters that we saw in this episode are Xander, Buffy, Angelus, Willow, Cordelia, Giles, Jonathan, Miss Calendar, Joyce, Drusilla, and Spike. We had no new characters this episode the second time in a row that that's happened who walked in next to jonathan i don't know she didn't get a name it's true she didn't i didn't even know it was jonathan until jess said it but jonathan got a name in a previous episode yeah i assumed he must have because you were like there was a jonathan jonathan sighting it was like cool jonathan's not a spoiler anymore yeah he's just some random side character that just keeps popping up in random episodes (laughs) he's like a student that has no association with buffy Jess, is there anyone you wanted to talk about first? I mean, we did talk a lot about characters in the pop quiz, and I asked the questions I really wanted to ask about all of them. Yeah, I don't... I... I we've are, I, I'll say right now, Drusilla's a bitch. She's my Xander for the episode. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. We it's talked about Jonathan why. for refusing to knock. <laughs> no, it's not. Jonathan is never going to be my Xander for the episode for this season. Okay. Well, let's see. So Xander was a jerk. Buffy, she's kind of chilling, I guess. I don't feel like she did anything. I mean, she came to grips with the fact that she has to kill Angel. I think that is That's a big one. At the end, Buffy's the the only person in this episode with like real substantial character growth, with the exception of maybe Giles. But you could almost argue that it's like devolution on his part. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he really changed as a character as much as just had a... Now he's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I think... So is there anything to say on Buffy? Or it, like are we just acknowledging that she's come to terms with the fact that she needs to kill Angelus? That's the whole point of the episode, my man. Yeah, I think that the whole point of the episode was that Buffy needed to come to terms with the fact that she has to kill Angel. And... I think she... Ooh, that would have been a good pop quiz question. Do you think she would have killed Angel had he not pointed out that Giles was about to burn? Uh, if, she, if she fully won that fight, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't think he was going to get out of there without Giles, without that excuse. I don't know if she would have killed him. I think it's for sure a possibility 
but I don't know that she at that point she'd really had the time to like think about like like she could have prevented this x amount of episodes ago even though Xander was right there to tell her about how she could have like I don't think he meant it that way but that's I guess more he did he say said. that before they went to go get mm-hmm. yeah maybe but but it's not the same going there preparing to fight and jealous isn't the same as overnight waiting for like a funeral you know what i mean like when the quiet moments when you're by yourself and you have time to think is where you when i think you can consciously come to those conclusions whereas she i think she very well might have i think you know she had all the information in her head to make that decision but i i also see a world where maybe she detains him and xander kills him or something or giles kills him but i don't think i don't think without I don't think she was going to make the same mistake twice. It's a good answer to that question, I think. I think Willow grew up a lot in this episode. I think a lot of it was off screen, but she went from... Her closest role model was murdered. Yeah, and she had to come to terms. Like, she was telling Buffy Giles was right, you should ignore him and he'll go away. And immediately had to face the fact that, like, she's just as at risk as everyone else in that regard. You know, where she was before they did the revoking spell. You know, the stuff with her fish was really, I think, big for all that they were fish, you know? I thought a big moment for her specifically was when Giles asked to go upstairs and she said, what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> and opened the door for him. Like, that's... It, it showed a level of social awareness that I don't think she's ever shown before. Yeah. True. Yes. Good point. Good point. True. Cordelia traded cards with her grandma. Yes, and then uh, do you I do you think the garlic was part of the revoking spell? Like they had to put up crucifixes and stuff, or do you think? No, I think it's for sure just fear, because because they had one in Buffy's house too, but just one. Yeah, you know, so I I think it's just fear. Fear. I don't. Okay. I don't think it's a some spell. I think if it is, they only needed one. And Cordelia is the queen of overkill. Yeah. That was so funny. I'd never noticed the garlic in her car before. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, I do think that this was a big episode for Giles because he came to terms with the fact that like he he confronted Jenny. He finally thought he was going to have his chance with her. And you got to think back to this whole season. How will they, won't they, that whole thing was. And how just devastating Jenny's death had to have been. I like how Giles had to he's telling Buffy in the episode to just it'll go away try to don't rise to the bait. Yeah. And then he immediately rose to the bait. Yeah. Yeah. And granted it was some good bait, but <laughs> I also feel like it's worth noting that like Jenny's death was kind of a punishment for not rising to the bait. Yeah. Like I feel like that was bad advice because this is a killer they're dealing with yeah. and like just ignoring it just means someone fucking dies this it doesn't is mean not, he gives up and goes away this is yeah. not a schoolyard bully right this isn't some person seeking only attention from whoever uh-huh. he can this is the guy who will get get his rocks off because he cried he will go out of his way to kill every person in this one yeah. girl's life and you know for a fact he's done it before right yeah so i yeah i just i think it was bad advice but at the same time you're right he did rise to the or he did uh, it was 
He did fall for the bait. I think what he meant to say was don't rise to the bait, but we for sure have to do something about this. Yeah. Like, but just ignore it is ultimately what they with the took take away from it. Yeah. yeah. And it was a reasonable takeaway based on how he said it. Yeah. And even so, Willow was like, yeah, just do that. And she did her best to do that. Actually, I'm wrong. Because he straight up clarified, yeah, ignore yeah. it and he'll go away. Yeah. yeah. He's straight was up like, wrong. So you're just saying ignore yeah. him and he'll go away. And Giles no. was like, yeah, basically. They needed to take drastic fucking action. Yeah. Which is why I'm very confused. Like, Well, I think that they all, I think, you know, we saw Giles and Angel not necessarily bond but like collaborate and we saw angel and willow collaborate and so i think it wasn't just buffy who needed to have her eyes opened to the fact that he's not the same dude and i think that giles was still thinking that there was some part of him in there that wasn't a bad guy or at least that was willing to explore that option for buffy yeah yeah and like this had to happen for Giles to realize that this isn't a messing around kind of scenario. Like this isn't the yeah. master. This is <laughs> this isn't the apocalypse. This is fucking Angelus, okay? Yeah, yeah right? pretty much. <laughs> and then Spike, I like want to say something on, but we just saw more of what we've already talked about. Yeah. It just seems like it's getting worse. As it would be for anyone in that situation. Yeah. Well, as you'll see, he's um, he's trying to ignore it so that it'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> a, a strategy that famously works for people in wheelchairs. <laughs> famously, it works for people in wheelchairs trying to get Angel to go away. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say on any of the other characters, really. Well... I mean, Miss Calendar. It's not my favorite character development when it happens to someone I like. But, <laughs> but she, she did die. She did. She developed into not a person anymore. Yep. <laughs> she was never a person. She was always a plot device. I don't agree no, with that don't, at all. Don't leave that in. I don't mean it. <laughs> See, people can't forgive Angel. You think they're going to forgive you? Nope. <laughs> Especially because she and Giles won the poll. <laughs> Last episode of who the who the best couple of season two was. Well, it was for sure Giles and Miss Calendar. Not Buffy and Angel or Willow and Oz or Xander and Cordelia. Nope. I like Jenny. When my vote Jenny... was between Jenny and Giles and Xander and Cordelia. Yeah, but you voted for Xander and Cordelia. Yeah, well, if I knew what I knew now, maybe I would have changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny and Giles I just have good chemistry together. They do. They, like, fit. Yeah. They're different enough to challenge each other. Yeah. And similar enough to mostly agree. Yeah, I agree. Do you think every year Giles goes to monster trucks and cries? No. <laughs> he watches it at home in his underwear. <laughs> can you watch monster trucks at home? I don't. You can watch the Gravedigger commercial. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, so on to Herberts and Xanders. Yeah. Jess, who's your Herbert? Since we know your Xander. My Herbert is obviously not Angelus. It's obviously not Drusilla. It's not. We should always just do it by elimination. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't think I can give it to Joyce either. I'm trying to think. 
I'm torn. I kind of want to give it to Cordelia because the car thing did make me chuckle every single time it got it was brought fucking up. Funny. <laughs> but you know, this was a strong Willow episode for me too. I think Willow's who I'm gonna give it to. Okay. I was sitting there the whole time, like this isn't hard. It's Willow. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, funny. I have a hard time on the Xander this time, but Herbert's uh, Willow. My Herbert's uh, Jenny. Oh, interesting. Fair. One last time. Yeah. That's fair. She, I really liked Jenny her. Jenny didn't do like, anything wrong except for not communicate for plot reasons. I agree. <laughs> but also, like, I just honestly, dark. like, you know, I didn't know she was going to die like you did watching through this. And mm-hmm. I've actually, since her first appearance, really liked Jenny as a That's character. That's true. You have. Like, so I was actually really upset by the death and I had a hard time finishing the episode. Interesting. I um, was curious about that, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to ask, like, did that ruin Angel for you? Because I knew how much you liked Jenny Calendar as a character. You've made her your Herbert several times. Yeah. Like, you genuinely liked her, and you never thought she did anything wrong with the whole... And I stand by it. Apparently, I'm going to my fucking grave as a Jenny Calendar supporter. <laughs> and that's fine. I going think to her grave. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think you're not alone there. But I just, it, it's, it, I was curious how much her death I was going to affect you with the show. I wasn't sure if you were, like, going to have a problem finishing it or not. I mean, I had a hard time finishing the episode. I'll be able to finish the show just fine. I'll get over it. Yeah. But. It's ju- it's just I understand that Angelus is a killer, and I knew that there could be that nobody was safe. Yeah, so I like it is what it is. I'm not gonna let it ruin the show for me, but it did really upset me, and I definitely want to give it to Jenny for if it's the last time I can. And I did enjoy her this episode. Yeah, I think she was like, she was she was actually probably my favorite character in the episode up to her death. So. I think that's a fair choice. She, yeah, it really is. I I liked Jenny in this in this episode. I loved the magic shop. I have, situation. I have a Stormlight comparison, but I cannot spoil anything in Oathbringer. <laughs> but but is similar to how they make you feel. Yes, that's true. I didn't make that parallel, but you're right. I felt the exact same way during Don't that say book. It. I won't. <laughs> but yeah, no, it it was it was hard watching it and like with this like this watch through was still hard. Like I said, I cried. Because she and she wasn't flaunting it, you know, she was trying to do she was trying to correct her quote unquote mistake. And she was trying to make things right with Buffy without like pushing it onto Buffy and forcing Buffy to accept that she was trying to fix this. Like she wasn't going to say anything unless she could succeed. And yeah, I I I support your decision. And I am sorry that she is dead. Me too. (laughs) Uh, Xander's, you gave yours to Drew. I did. Drusilla bothered me a lot this episode. Do you know who you want yours to be, Dean? I'm never a fan, while he's thinking, I am never a fan of a woman who lets two men fight over her just so that she can feel good about herself. I think that is, like, the cruelest thing you could do. Like, she clearly don't care about either of these people in that situation. I have a hard time giving the evil guys like Herbert ratings for being evil. Well, yeah. 
that's why I couldn't give it to Angelus. Like, arguably, he was the worst. But, yeah. like, we've already established that we can't give it to the villain of the episode. I just don't know that I consider Drusilla the villain. Well, she's just evil. Yeah. Evil. They're so just, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Like, she's going to manipulate because she manipulates. That's true. But I respect your decision. I mean, it makes sense with them as re- recurring characters and stuff. I think Angelus is probably off the table as an option. Mm-hmm. But Giles. You're going to give it to Giles? It was for, a big fuck his... up. It was a big fuck up. To, to just... Charge head in with a fucking flaming bat. Out of Not hell. just that. And to tell Buffy, that. ignore him and he'll go away. That mm, is yes. the big fuck up. That is That's a huge fuck up. That's why he shares blame for Jenny's death. Okay. Oh. Hot take. I agree, though. I think he's right. <laughs> I do, too, but damn. <laughs> Willow does, too, but she's a fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> I oh I forgot who I wanted to give mine to now. <laughs> oh, I wanted to give it to Buffy. Oh, I think that's fair too. Her last interaction with, with Jenny. Jenny Calendar was being super fucking mean to her, and then she died. Oh, interesting. See, I feel like Buffy was as nice as Buffy could be in that situation. I don't agree that she was being mean, but I get why I, you would. Yeah, it it was a harsh interaction either way. Yeah. And like, if they had the chance to make up later, I wouldn't feel as strongly about it, but. Like, I get that she was mad and voicing her anger, but still, sometimes you just don't know when your last interaction with someone's going to be. That's true, and Buffy learned that the hard way. Yep. Like, if she wasn't being, like, fucking heartless or anything, maybe I'm, like, making it sound worse than it was. I think she was but... mostly just there to to give... She was there to help out her friends, you know, mm-hmm. and to... And to to rise above her own feelings. Like she's really putting effort in that direction in that specific conversation. I found yeah. that and extremely commendable. I think it's it's dangerous to 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 criticize or punish people for what good steps they make just cuz they're not good enough. Yeah. Sure. They're not perfect, you know. That's as fair. Well as they could be. But But I still respect your decision. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would be triggering cool uh do you want to move on to your favorite lines sure i have 10 i think i count six i have one that i don't know where it's from (laughs) you only have one no i have several but one of them i don't know where it's from (laughs) that'd be wild i had one line i liked in this whole episode (laughs) first one i wrote down is this is the school library xander (laughs) since when (laughs) What I don't know where it's from is I'm trying to help. Maybe I didn't finish because there's no end quotation on that one. So maybe I didn't finish writing it. Trying to help. It was right after the school library one. Oh, it's Cordelia when she was like, why is he just leaving her pictures in her room? Why isn't he slitting her throat? Or oh, yeah, like, like, and then she was like, what? Yeah. I'm trying to help. Thanks. I remember now. Like, yeah. Yes. That was, awesome. that was why. Because I was going to write that down and then I didn't. Uh, my first one is actually in that same scene as the Cordelia one, which is Xander. The more people who know the secret, the more it cheapens it for the rest of us. That was my first one. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I guess my next one then is a little bit after that. And by that, I mean, I think like the next scene. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's when Buffy was like, oh, so you mean just ignore him and it'll go away? And yeah. Jazz was like, yeah. 
And Xander said, oh, why doesn't she get the, you really have to dumb it down to the simplest. Yes. Whatever. And then they all just look at me and he goes, Watcher's pet. Yes. That was funny. What's your next one? It's the scene where Jenny and Giles are talking. Mm-hmm. And she says, I know you feel betrayed. And he says, that's one of the unpleasant side effects of betrayal. Yeah, that was my next one Or he says something too. like, yes, well. It was a little savage, but it was how he felt. Yeah. So uh, my next one's not till after Jenny dies. So. Oh. Yeah. My next one is Willow. For the first time, I'm glad my parents didn't get let me get a puppy. It's like, yeah, I'm also glad of that Willow. Sunshine. Well. That was my next quote. Was I named her Sunshine, and then I wrote, "What a bitch!" LOL. <laughs> My next one is you're still the only thing he thinks about, which wasn't the same conversation as the puppy line, but they're separate. What's yours? Uh, So my next one is uh, way later when they're in Giles' house and he says, no, those are his everyday weapons. These are his good weapons. The one he breaks out when company comes over. (laughs) I had, I, we already said this, but sure. Like, what would you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, perhaps I should intervene on her behalf. Sure, like, what would you say? That is one of my quotes, too. I also um, really liked, faster pussycat, kill, kill. Because, <laughs> but he, in all seriousness, he delivered that line really well. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. he, he's the quiet rage of, yeah, yeah, he did well. Like, and like the re- righteous re- vengeance he felt. Really like, relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. The righteous yeah. anger. Yeah. Um, righteous fury, I think is what I meant to say, yeah. not vengeance. Mine is, Drusilla, we were worried, Spike. No, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we already did this too, but I had the, I'm sorry I couldn't kill him for you, for, for her, when I had the chance. Oh, is that your last one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I guess I, made, I shouldn't have made you blast through him. Uh, my next one is... When Giles busts in with his bat and Drew goes to jump in and Spike goes, "Uh uh-uh, no fair going in into the ring unless he tags you first. (laughs) Spike's just sitting there like, maybe he'll win. Yeah, right? (laughs) I have, we already went over this one, but Cordelia, are you aware that there are no fish in your aquarium? (laughs) My next one's right after the one I just said. You had your fun, but you know what it's time for now? And then Buffy comes in, my fun, and kicks him in the face. Yes! A little before that, I have, sorry, Angel, change the locks. That's a good one. Mm, I liked that a lot. I was wondering where her mom went. Wasn't that... She just, like, walked into the kitchen or something. She was putting the groceries away. Yeah. (laughs) I thought she was going to go call the cops. I did, too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe she came back and was like, did he leave or do I actually need to call the cops? Yeah. I guess. It was really creepy. Yeah. I don't think that there's any... It was just weird that she was just gone. Yeah. I don't see a mom just, just disappearing I know, and then that. And then Willow and Buffy come down the stairs with Willow just speaking Latin. Yeah. And Joyce is like, whatever, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, just moves oh, on. Oh, uh, yeah, he must just be superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one left. Like, Jeff. he's a complete psycho. Um... Let me break that down real quick. <laughs> He, you want me to accept that this guy who just freakishly talked to me and told me that he fucked my daughter <laughs> is also so afraid of superstitious shit that it'll actually scare him away and I'm not supposed to be afraid that this guy's a psycho murderer that's going to show up at the wee hours of the night and just destroy my entire home and arson the fuck out of all of us 
Like that's that's, fair. I would I would be I'd be less okay after that as the explanation <laughs> and seeing it work. <laughs> um, I have two left, so I have Angelus when he is attacking Jenny, he goes, Deja vu just isn't what it used to be. Because when he was like, I don't want to get my soul back. So my last one is pretty long. It's one of uh, Angel's bit of narrations. Okay. It's, uh, it hurts sometimes more than we can bear. If we could live without passion, maybe we'd know some kind of peace, but we would be hollow. Empty rooms, shuttered and dank. Without passion, we'd be truly dead. And that just really spoke to me. Yeah, uh, Angel's entire passion monologue I posted on Facebook once. I don't remember when, but when it pops up yeah. in my memories, I will share it and tag you. <laughs> all right. And it's, I mean, all of them were good, but that one just yeah. like particularly like hit yeah. me in the right spot. My last spot. one. Jeez. I wonder if he's talking about himself. I think he I, is. Oh, I definitely think he is. My last one is just Buffy saying, you can't leave me to Giles. Mm, mm-hmm. Because what an emotional scene. Because she's like, are you trying to get yourself killed? You can't leave me. Like, I can't do this without you. And it's just like, oh. I think she said that too. I can't do this without you. Yeah. Gut-wrenching. That's when I cried. So. So what did you have for analysis? So I have two things for analysis. The first thing I have is obviously you can't ignore him because he won't go away. Like, if somebody is bothering you, you can't just ignore them. Yeah, well... Or if something is bothering you. There becomes a situation, or a a class of situations that are too serious to be ignored. That Mm -hmm. will not just go away, and you can't put your head in the sand. And I think that this episode showed that very clearly. Well, it's not even just, like, people. Like, you have to acknowledge your emotions and your what you're going through because it won't just go away if you bury it and the other one i have is just that passion is a dangerous emotion because angel and angelus both felt passionately about buffy and that's what i think the scene with her mom was trying to convey like i think it was a little bit weird for the character but angel showing up and telling buffy's mom like you gotta talk to her for me i can't live without like that's a very real stalkerish type yeah, thing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I could see a real guy doing that, yeah. for sure. and that's when passion yeah. becomes dangerous. So... But I, I also more. think on the other end, it is, like, kind of necessary, because a life without passion does feel very empty. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the passion that Angel felt with Buffy was beautiful, whereas the passion Angelus feels for Buffy is... Disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a fine line, and that's kind of like... I don't think he feels the passion. That's what I was saying with the, with the overview. He's saying, I'm a hollow room, and he's desperately trying to fill it with the only thing that he can think of because he's an evil son of a bitch. Oh, and actually, yeah, I like that takeaway a lot. can never be sati- satiated, yeah. so he just never, keeps getting worse. I've no, that makes a lot of sense, I've never taken that though. away from before, and that is a very interesting take. I like that. I have to sit on that for a bit. Yeah, because when you when you said that a minute ago, I thought you meant is he talking yeah. about the passion he feels? It just occurred not to the me lack now there that of. there might have been a miscommunication. There. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting. But, but I, that- I I do think that's part of like why that bit of that quote hit me so much too is because like I've had a lot of times in my life where I struggle to yeah. like find the passion to do whatever you mm-hmm. know, 
And like it really does make you feel hollow and it's hard. And like maybe yeah. that is what he's doing is he's just faking it to not feel like and feel nothing. Wow. Yeah. That, that feels heavy. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to sit with that. I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm right. I just, it, it seems no, like I, a reasonable interpretation. At first yeah. Glance. I think so too. Did you have anything for analysis? Uh, basically what I just said, tacking onto your passion thing. Yeah. Was what I took away from it. Just the, not a, yeah, I don't know. I said it already. We, I don't need to say it again. Anything that I was going to analyze was probably in character development. Where okay. It's like okay. This, sure. this show, this episode was largely to create a catalyst for the characters to make hard decisions. Mostly kill Buffy. best girl, Jenny Gallant. <laughs> <laughs> and kill Jenny. Rip. Pour one out for John's like, dude, what's this don't, stain? Don't you fuck up my couch, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if, uh, do either of you have any final thoughts? I, th- I think I had one, but... I don't have any. Dean, anything you'd like to touch on that we didn't? No, but no, usually you guys, like, will say something and then I respond to it because it gives me an idea, so let's see what you get. <laughs> Oh, I did forget to say earlier, uh, you told me last episode Drew always wears red. Yeah. I was like, I never noticed that before, and she was wearing red this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I was going to check, and I forgot, but yeah. It's okay, I did. There you go. Goat is a good word. It is a good word. I could have sworn there was a specific note. I was like, oh, we didn't talk about this. I'll go back to it later. Oh, I just think the techno-pagan thing is fucking cool. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote it down when she was in the magic shop. Um... Because she was talking about using software to basically decipher spells. And I was like, God, that's cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And it felt yeah. it felt more believable than the way it was lost in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, For sure. So, yeah. Anyway, those are my final thoughts. Just okay. Little quickies. Um, if neither of you have any, Jess, did we get any listener messages? We did, actually. I want to give a big old shout out to Jennifer on Instagram. What up, Jennifer? Jennifer. She wrote in and said, found your podcast a couple months ago. Just about to listen to Out of Mind, Out of Sight. So a bit behind. Excited to join you both for the rest of the series. I'm a longtime Buffy fan. I watched it live when it first aired in Australia and many times since. And have listened slash currently listening to many Buffy pods. That's fucking awesome. So thank you, Jennifer, for writing in to us. That meant a lot. That's exciting. Yeah. Welcome. Glad you're here. And then we have our results in from our Thursday debate. So last time we went I'm over. Curious. Jennifer, write in again and let us know if you're still in Australia. If she didn't say. She didn't. Last time we revealed who the, which couple was the best in early to mid season two. The next poll we did was. Are Angel and Angelus the same person? 14% said obviously. 29% put not a chance. Angel is the best. And 57% said no way. Angelus is less boring. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember which of those I voted for. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... I think it's decided that they are not the same person, but which one you like better? 
is Angelus. Is Angelus. <laughs> Which one I'd rather watch? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which one you like better from like a fiction standpoint? Not yeah, like not which one would you rather go to drink, go get drinks with? I just, I don't think just I'd want to, to clarify. Is the guy's like a real sadist pervert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a guy you wish was real, just entertaining. Yeah, that was fun. Kind of like the Mothman and magicians. Jeez, oh, I don't want to spoil it. I saw that. Don't want to spoil it, but just know that the Mothman is a bad person. Yeah. Oh, I'll lock that in my brain. I don't like moths anyway. Yeah, neither do I. Well, um, if you would like to be like Jennifer, you can reach out to us through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Jim Canceled Pod, or you could email us at Jim's Canceled Pod at gmail.com. Jess, do you have any plugs you want to do or anything? Uh, I do want to bring to light. I know earlier we talked about how I messed up the date for our first ever recording, but we are releasing this on. 322-2023, which is the anniversary of us releasing trailer and episode one, Welcome to the Hellmouth slash The Harvest, one year ago today. So when this airs, we will have officially been a podcast for a year. Been a podcast for a year. So let's go. It's crazy. Nice. I listened to I should have had an air horn sound ready to go. <laughs> I listened <laughs> Just to Just add our, it in post. <laughs> I might. I listened to our, our first episode and I think that we've grown a lot in the past year as podcasters and it's been really fun. So I'm excited to see what the next year looks like. I think you guys have just since the first time I was on even on the recording end, not just the finished product. It's mm-hmm. so smoother. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've gotten a lot better. I don't go back and listen to our old shit. It's hard to listen to. <laughs> it, it was rough. I I had to fast forward through some of it because it was so cringy, but you know. Here we are now. Just as cringy, but we don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Solid point. So. Dean, I doubt you have anything you want to plug. Maybe your new band? Yeah. It's me. I'm a solo act. <laughs> I basically learned guitar in a month and a half and fuck. Oh, I'm good. I won't. I won't. I won't prove it because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But yeah, totally fair. You'd put me to shame. I know it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stasha's yeah. only been practicing for like 15 years, so yeah. it's, it's pretty easy to surpass this guy. Years. <laughs> I think it's actually 18. <laughs> um, yeah, you're a fucking mensch, Dean. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stash? Uh, actually, I wanted to plug another local band. Ooh. Um my buddy, uh, it's actually my drummer has another band called Human Paint. They're a local Colorado death metal band. And they just, like a month ago, put out their first single on Spotify. Ooh. And it is called, it's called Fuckable Furniture. Oh. So if you're into death metal, I would highly recommend checking them I'm out. I'm into fuckable furniture. Hey, you should check them out. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our our next episode is going to be season two, episode 18, Killed by Death. Stash, do you have any predictions? Hey, that's just how things go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Grim Reaper is going to show up or something <laughs> fucking insane. Do you have any predictions overall for the show? Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't think Jenny's coming back. No? No. <laughs> I, th- I think the last like two times I made predictions, I was like, her and Giles are going to fight soon or whatever. So. <laughs> right. So I guess I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm guessing within the next couple episodes, 
we'll get like a another big development on the Angelus thing. I'm hoping. I don't know if I think it'll happen, but I'm hoping Willow finds that floppy disk, cause it fucking sucks if they went through the work to save it and make like that not get lost, and it still doesn't amount to anything. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have anything other than that. All right. Well, we have five episodes left in season two. Are any of them two-parters? Yeah, one of them is. So we have four recordings left of season two. Okay. So we so better we have like three to four episodes to get that floppy disk out. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So we will find out if any of those predictions come true on our next episode. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. Anyway. You can leave that in. <laughs> no, you can't. Please don't. <laughs> Just leave that part in so people can wonder. <laughs>